Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. What you got here? New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Low. Low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Ladies and gentlemen, turn it up. Go a little something like this. Now drop the beat. Jason, turn my shit up. Test, 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 test. Check, check. TJ, give me a test real quick. Hello. Count to six. Count to nine, actually. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Almost there. I refuse to go to the next one. You're glowing, Freddy. Duh. Duh. There we go. This is getting better. That's the best looking Freddy I've ever seen. Did you guys see that my shorts? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Camera aimed right at his shorts. <laughs> a lot of good, just in case. Yeah. Freddie, kick your leg over a little further. See and if we can get a shot. Free, free balling. Ballin'. <laughs> that was beautiful harmony. <laughs> I, knew, I knew what was happening there. This is going to be fun. <laughs> What, what am I listening to right I don't now? know. <laughs> Sounds like Jason put some work in this week. That was. I played all those instruments. <laughs> Jeez. You're that, that was, kid in his apartment. Yep. That was definitely some little work. A little work. Donor made one like that a few months ago for the Dell Jr. deal. Mm. That one time at band camp, Jason? Yep. <laughs> Big band guy. How's your flute? <laughs> There's no way Jason knows what no, we're talking about. No, you made about. me watch that movie. <laughs> All right, you do know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's like getting hot in here already. I'm sweating. I mean, uh, you're in a freaking rain jacket. You want to button the top two buttons up? It's raining out. You're wearing a life vest. <laughs> it's you, Hannah McFly. Good Lord. <laughs> this is supposed to be the session where we cut down this session. You're stirring it up. Hey everybody, I'm uh, TJ Majors, and it was raining out earlier, or, or supposed to, or something, and uh, you know, full house today. Brett Griffin, and I've <laughs> never heard anyone be accused of wearing a life vest. That's a first. <laughs> now you have. 
What's up, Freddie Kraft Spotter for Bubba Wallace and AJ Almendinger? He had a pretty good day, although that was not a fun race to spot by any means. I thought it was nighttime. But, well, it was both. <laughs> it was only like a six-hour extended race. <clears throat> but we also have our lovely fill-in co-host here today. And I'm Hannah Newhouse, again, filling in for Casey Boat. And for some reason, I keep coming back after all the harassment. It's lovely. You look I'm like you came here. off a boat. <laughs> Looks like you just got off a boat. I mean, is there water around here? <laughs> there is plenty here this weekend. Jason, I can promise yeah. you that much. Jason, do you have a button for waves? <laughs> that was like that, a that's, soda. That's a beer. That was something. a beer. I went, I, 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 right speaking now. of beer, we went to have a beer with Hannah last night, and she left after the first half of the beer, Freddie. She didn't even stick around. <laughs> I, we ordered a bucket, and I don't think she got a beer in. I yeah. mean, well, I you had to go get happened. your dog who was witnessing a crime. <laughs> 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 your yeah. dog... Well, you're not. What's your dog's name? Janet. Janet, not Susan's. Uh, so case. Janet. So so we talked about last week. Doug got a German Shepherd, and he named her Sadie. So Janet used to be and Sadie my homeboys lady. used to be my homeboys lady. <laughs> uh, so Sadie is is on camera, and, and and so we're sitting in Big Al's in Mooresville, and and Hannah whips out this camera. And, and I guess Hannah just carries this damn thing around with her. Everywhere she leaves her dog, no, she leaves a monitor. No. It's like, that's they told how, me uh, she's psychotic, so I brought it you're over. You're going to be a psychotic mom when you this have a kid if you're carrying a camera around. I think this around is just for entertainment purposes. To watch yeah, a dog. Yeah, because it was entertaining. So, so is TJ, it still there, the camera? Why, yeah, we why can, are we not watching it? <laughs> so she whips this camera around, TJ, and this German Shepherd that I'm going to say weighs about 65, 70 pounds right now is standing on his back leg, back legs, tearing the blinds off the front window <laughs> and is literally eating them and scratching the window. And I was like, oh, this is going to be big. So Hannah got back, and I guess there was complete chaos. Yeah, Janet just sat in the living room and watched this German Shepherd completely tear apart the house and was scared she was going to get in trouble. She took down the front room blinds, ate them, <laughs> tore down the landing up the stairs, tore those ones down, shredded those, busted into Joey's room, Tore all those blinds down too. Had blankets. Flung her soft food all over the house, and then it didn't help. Doug's here, brother here. Joey let the dogs out as soon as he got home. It flooded yesterday, and let them in as soon as they were done, like running around. <laughs> so then there's mud all over the couches, up the chairs, across the thing. So I literally like showed up, got Janet, and left. I was like, so, so who's in more trouble, the dog or Joe or what? <laughs> I, I think Doug was about ready to have a conniption. I last told night. Doug it was a bad idea to get a dog. Doug doesn't do well with with when things don't go exactly how no. Doug plans. <laughs> I don't think Doug realizes what it takes to be a dog owner, and with his lifestyle and with his girlfriend's lifestyle, I don't think they realize this isn't a good idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, apparently they realize that on the camera. <laughs> so. Doug, Doug's, he said, at least I'm remodeling Doug my was, house right yeah. now. He's yeah. got, well, he's got no choice. The yeah. best, Doug usually stays with us till like, we don't, we don't make it a habit of leaving before last call. Yes. And Doug usually stays with us and he was in quite the hurry to get out of there last night. <laughs> he was in a hurry. So what's, uh, you know, anyone heard from Doug today or? Uh, if he still has a dog. I, yeah. Not, oh, he's I'm still sure. got a dog. So Doug spots for the 21 for all you people listening. Who does Joy spot for? Rick, uh, 77, I think, usually. Yeah, Rick Wears stuff, Typically right? the 77. But he'll switch drivers. Like, one race, it's... Seven. It could be... You never know. Yeah. 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 Depends on who's driving what. Yeah. So, uh, two spotters, mm. one dog, and a house that is completely destroyed. The better part <laughs> of the story is that Doug is getting his cabinets redone, so he doesn't have any doors on his cabinets. And this dog, <laughs> TJ, just proceeded to rip everything in uh, the out kitchen. Out of the cabinets. Out of the cabinets. Hots, pans. <laughs> Doug, I, I don't understand how, how do you leave a dog? That dog's that big already? 
It's a year old. She's two. Oh, yeah, she you too. Oh, wow. Okay, so this dog's full grown. Yeah, it's a rescue. Uh, so how do you leave a dog like that in your house? No, like, and not like just for, you need to start off in like 10 minutes, you know, going for 10 minutes, come back, see if anything's wrong, come out, you know, go for 30 minutes, come back an hour, you know, just intervals. Doug went like for the grand slam here and said, oh, that dog will be okay for a few hours. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm hoping we get I some just, pictures. I just wish... Like people don't understand how freaked out Doug gets if something like this happens, and just how long did he watch face, it go on? Oh, he was this, freaked solid out. Two this hours. Was, this where was, was Joe? He was. Uh, I don't know where Joe was. He was out somewhere he was else. Still trying to finish the robo. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Well, that being said, uh, speaking of robo, you think Ryan Newman had fun yesterday? I think well, he did right up until that last lap yeah. where he spun Ryan around seventeen was, times. He spun around more times at that track than I did in that teacups at Disney, man. <laughs> There was one lap he spun out three separate times. I yeah. just kept tapping Brett and pointing. I think the car. I think the car was like broke after something was broke. I hope. <laughs> I'd be saying. I watched him the one time. So he spun out like in. Was it the chicane? It, it was the chicane. Which time? It was the front stretch chicane. Front stretch chicane. Turn one. Then he goes into turn one. So I'm slapping Brett. I'm like, look, he spun out again. Well, he, he chopped somebody into one there. Yeah, it's like the 27. Or yeah, something. and <laughs> and then he's in the back stretch chicane, backing over the the, the signs they had. I seen it. I look back. I'm like, it's oh, all he's the gonna, same lap. Yeah. Yeah, this is all the same lap, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And you couldn't, you want to watch your car, but you're also like, you got to watch this guy at the same time. Because, I mean, I'm like, when I saw when I saw the car spinning, I'm like, there's no way that's the six again. Like, there's no way. Yeah, I yeah. just looked up. He was already backwards, and then he just backed into, like, what you know, those uh, stand-up signs yeah. they had in the middle of the chicane. He was just backing over them, yeah. blowing them all over the place. That was uh, I think entertaining. He yeah, he definitely had enough. Hamlet I, had a rough day, too. Who? Oh, Danny? Yeah, he was in the grass about every fifth lap. Yeah, he didn't. He was locked in. He was fine. Whatever. He, like, again, whatever he did yesterday, I thought he did a great job with That's that. That's probably so. Denny's weak spot, honestly, is road courses now, right? Yeah, I would say so, probably. I, but, I mean, them he... Gibbs cars are fast, so it makes up for a little bit. But yeah, again, whatever he did yesterday was great and perfect. And <laughs> I think Freddie's clearly not signed his deal yet. I think yeah. he's awesome. <laughs> clearly, where's your Denny shirt? I got. I got to wait. Your new Jumpman shirt. <laughs> yeah. Frey, did you drive home man. naked on Saturday? I, I did not drive home naked. I, did I, you threaten to do that on the radio? I might have threatened to do that, but I wasn't quite as wet as I thought I was when I started pulling layers off. I didn't I didn't ruin the seats in my truck, but I thought I was going to have to because I was drenched. Like that that's I just stood in the pouring. You ever just stand in the pouring rain for four and a half hours for no, fun? No, not really. I, I usually try to prepare. I hate rain. I mean, I was prepared. I had a raincoat on and like. But I love rain, but I hate being out in the rain. On Saturday, Dylan worked the Xfinity race and then turned right over and worked the IMSA race. So he had to get in his fi- that fire suit that they wear with his wet-ass oh. clothes. He was not a fun person. So like what people don't realize for Freddie and all the other brave men and women who were <laughs> out in the elements, I was not. I was, uh, I was nice and safe and warm watching the race. But our, our radios and our headsets don't like water. No, I did about. I probably did. I'd say three to four hundred dollars worth of damage. I bought I push a talk went bad. Uh, two cables went bad. My binoculars are full of water. Um, 
That'd be fun. It wasn't. I, do I you went not to pick, own an umbrella. Or I went some? to pick him up. Son, what the hell is an umbrella going to do? Well, stops rain first of okay, all. Okay. Well, <laughs> I promise you, it wasn't just coming from the top. It was, yeah. I was in my face. Yeah, Tyler was, Green told me yesterday that the umbrella was pointless because it was coming from the side. It yeah. was like Forrest Gump. It's raining. Yeah, up. It was raining sideways, upside with big drops. Little Sounds drops. like you need a raincoat with a really big hood to put over the headset. I did, but it didn't matter. I had a hood over my headset. Have you seen those things that people get for soccer games? Herm has one. Yeah, I should have took a picture of it. Crazy's got one too. Yeah, they put it on your shoulders and. No, cool. no. Crazy had the full soccer the, mom that you like sit in with your lawn chair. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Herm, yeah. Herm had like a, I don't even know how he straps it on, but it's like it sits on his shoulders and, and it's it just goes like up and over a, the top. A hood goes over his head. <laughs> Typical yeah. Herm. That would be Herm. But yeah, uh, I just stand next to Herm. That block most. My of My favorite rain. part was like Chris Rice is like Freddie. You're kind of quiet, and I'm like, yeah, it's probably because there's four gallons of water in my microphone right now i just has might have something to do with it you know i don't know poor aj's in there freaking out he can't see anything it, it was it was exciting i'm sure we'll talk about it but, it was exciting to watch but man i was glad i wasn't there i was glad i wasn't there too <laughs> i wish i wasn't there even it, even winning the race i was like this still sucks so like, I, I was listening to nascar <laughs> from my couch and i didn't want to listen to anybody even nascar because it was like every 15 seconds one off in four <laughs> I got one off in five. He's rolling. This one's rolling. I got one off in the backstretch chicane. It's like one after another. About uh, run my phone battery dead. Listen to NASCAR. Got to give him props. I kept Jason entertained all night, I think. I was listening to Freddie's radio. I don't usually do that, but my friend Tyler had the radio up, and so he, I was like, Jason, Freddy, do you please? not have the app that you can listen to all of us? Because you could probably get a lot more content for the show. <laughs> well, I had thought the idea. I'm like, we need this all the week, every week, tweeting this stuff, but that's funny. <laughs> the show must go on has never been more prevalent than on oh. Saturday. Yeah. No kidding. Long day. That was fun. That might that's maybe a close second to all right, we're gonna have another caution and ten more laps, change tires again. Oh, Andy. <laughs> that was because of Dale I, Jr. I was ready to flip out. I will say though that that was an entertaining race. I'm glad, you know, I know I don't know how it was out in the conditions, but man, it was exciting. I thought it was. It honestly was not that difficult to spot aside from having problems. Like yeah. once you were soaked and it was raining, like it it didn't get any worse. You were just soaked, and it was, and you just continued to get soaked. So there was like I could see everything fine. At night, it was impossible. I, you couldn't see anything. I was spotting off the the the, the red lights they got in the rear windows because you could not see the cars in the infield. So at that's all. um, they put more they put more lights up at the track too for re- for, for Sunday. Sunday yeah. yeah, yeah. So Brett, last week you read some really funny tweets that you blocked people of. So Freddie and I thought it'd be a good idea to capture some more tweets to get you guys to read them in a new segment i think we're gonna call it reaction twitter so i my favorite one that i saw this week and i am so glad that that you captured it because this you blocked one, him anyway th- get to the this point. one is <laughs> from leather meat what <laughs> Lether, lether meat. Leather I, I meat. think leather meat's funnier. Uh, oh you should install and turn on track sprinklers. These no talent clowns are putting on a horrible show. This was to NASCAR, and I personally think, I actually think putting on sprinklers was an awesome idea. We should really do that. Yeah, I'm not. What was that Bull Durham where they rained the game out because they turned the sprinklers on? Yeah, I'm I used to go to a go kart track at, at uh, Myrtle Beach and they would put baby powder down in the corners. Yeah, it was like one of the sandblasted tracks. Yes, yeah. and that made it so fun to drive those freaking go karts. Like I'm all down for that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to block a lot of people, man. You know, when Clint said he was retiring that day, what day was that? Wednesday? No, it's Thursday because I was leaving baseball practice. Um, I had to block some idiots that day because people are like, "You should be retiring. You suck." You know, 
What else you got over there? <laughs> so Kenneth Warren, uh, who his name is NextRadF5 on the old Twitter, he's replying to NASCAR Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon, and he said that <laughs> Kyle Busch would have been crying <laughs> if I if that were done to him. What an ass. Uh, let's keep them rolling. <laughs> the last one is Michael Volk. He is Michael26Volk on the Twitter. He's got a picture of Tony Stewart's car in his avatar. So I don't know if that's a good sign or not. Tony hadn't raced in a while. There's a good chance he's just bitter because of that. He said, finally, after all these years of pulling off some <laughs> and those fraud championships, Kyle is out. Finally. <laughs> A lot of Kyle Busch hate this week. Did no you kidding. see his post-race media? You think, wait till you get to my tweets. He's his mate. <laughs> All right, TJ, how about you read some of yours real quick? At Aaron Sightsinger. Going to come down to Harvick, Hamlin, and Keselowski unless Logano is Logano and wrecks someone to get in. I mean, we didn't wreck anybody to get in in 18. We may have moved somebody and raced across the line. but So if we wrecked... TJ still sense he won a championship and he's still sensitive. If about we this. wrecked him and we raced side by side across the line, what did Denny do to Chase? <laughs> he just bumped him. Yeah, okay, that's the bumping run. Just nudged him. Freddie, what do you run. think he did? I just nudged him. I think I think whatever Denny did that day was great. I think exactly what he should have done. He that's exactly what he needed to do. All right, Anthony six one nine four five 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 two. You might need to shorten that up, Anthony. <laughs> that's what she said. Holy cow. I bet Joe Logano will get into in a conflict with another driver, most likely happening in Martinsville. If it is similar to 2018, I am all for it. Rob, HMS guy, this ought to be a oh, great one. I wonder yeah. what he hey, thinks. I wonder what he thinks already. <laughs> Why the H-E double hockey sticks? <laughs> Can you never get the lineups correct? The 22 started a whole row up, restarted where the 9 was supposed to, yet NASCAR doesn't give a F and allows people to get F'd over. Um, was this the time when the 9 just blended off pit road in fourth place and tried to stay there? Uh, n- yeah, I saw that too, and he tried to stay right up there and then him. fell back. No, I mean, I- They're so, going to let him stay. Let me tell you, I don't know, you guys might have saw it or not, but... The three pulled off. I, I don't know what the seventy-seven. It was no, it was, it was a 53. fifty-three. Yeah, just moved down a lane. He moved down. He was supposed to be in the outside lane. He moved down in front of us, and that whole lane moved up or moved us back a lane. I was behind. I was right behind you. So this in a later restart, something else got messed up, and I'm like, I'm telling Joey, I'm like, okay, well, you're supposed to be on the bottom. Well, Chase goes to the bottom. Where are we supposed to go? We're just supposed to follow Chase. So we go to the outside. Like, you can't sit there and wait. A guy's going to pull up next to you. You're going to lose two lanes at that point. So we pull up to the outside of Chase. And I knew the whole the entire time because I was counting the car. I'm like, hey, you're ninth place. You're going to be the ninth car line. You're inside lane, left side. Well, Chase goes down there and covers it. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess Chase just wants the bottom. And if he wants to start there, he's going to. So we moved up a lane and it ended up being we restarted eighth. And he restarted ninth, but that's not our fault. He lined up first, and I, I counted the car, so I knew where my guy was. But I'm sorry that you didn't like the lineup. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that restart because we gained a bunch of spots. Um, Jags. Jags the Super Bowl. Wow, that's something you're probably not going to hear for a long time. <laughs> or um, There could be a 20-car pileup, and they wouldn't throw a caution if Chase is leading. I mean, I, it's really hard for me to argue this. I love to argue. Um 
But you know what? The only the only caution that I had a problem with yesterday was Dale Jr. were sitting in the lucky dog spot. They throw. That's a different story. That's we used different. to pit based off of that. Is yeah, Junior man. the lucky dog? Well, you better stay out because they're getting ready to throw a yellow. <laughs> I don't understand why we threw the caution for the 77, who literally was just getting his front tires up onto the asphalt oh, to, yeah. it, to take off. Uh, put it out. Okay, you just swapped the whole field again. Yeah. So, hmm, I can't wait for Freddy's. Thanks for those. Okay. Those are actually mild. Let's see. Luckily, Bubba didn't do nothing stupid yesterday, so this should be pretty tame. What race did you watch? <laughs> All right, Chris Ramsey, you should be apologizing to the 14 and Clint Boyer. He was the one whose playoff shot you screwed with that bonehead move. You had no chance of making that turn. I agree. Next. What's that guy? I want to follow that guy. What's his name? Chris Ramsey, 002 Chris R. I mean, he's not really wrong. But anyway. uh, You have the data for that, by the way? Yeah. That's what Bubba said it on the radio. I hope it makes radioactive. Really he good. said. He said. I'm. He said. Tell the 47. I'm really sorry about that. Unless Logano's data shows it wasn't my fault. Hey, did, you, did Bubba tell you? Um, did Bubba tell you? I sent him a happy birthday message. Hey, happy birthday, man. Data guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Al Jordan might be a cousin of my new boss. Um, at least you admit your dumbness. Respect, because that move was dumb as. F- you are a weapon, but it's cool. Good race. That's the most. That was Contra, like I don't know contradicting tweet. I don't know if you're that, dumbass, if he's but a fan respect. Or not. I, that's you're like, a weapon, but great race. That's cool. like a half block. We'll just let him hang out for a little while. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is a reply to Bubba. Ron, I guess he's a roller process, Bubba. Ron Rodema, you're always screwing up. I mean, not always, but pretty often. Uh, Richard Busseri Jr. <laughs> Bubba Wallace sucks at driving. Always has, always will. This publicity stunt they set up for next year is a f- joke. We're ruining the sport. That's a that's a solid take. <laughs> Damn publicity stunts. Ooh, he's not a fan. Uh, you sure? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I think we should send him some merch. Uh, hey, did you see yeah. Bubba? Bubba retweeted that girl, and he's sending her a bunch of stuff today. Yeah. There was some girl tweeted last night that her dad burned her Bubba Wallace flag. <laughs> So she had a, she had this Bubba Wallace flag, and I'm not lying to y'all. It's as big as the hood of a race car. It's huge. Yeah. And it was hanging in her bedroom. You, she she had pictures of it. And she said her dad ripped it off the wall and set it on fire. <laughs> Bubba said he's going to send her some new stuff, and, and his her dad's late to the party, but when he gets there, he's still welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, last one. I'd like to congratulate Bubba Wallace on another sub-20 finish today. I mean, we finished 21st. Take it easy. Well, but now we've just encouraged everyone to send the tweets for the next for this weekend. Well, that's because you were well, running, you're running top ten all day at Daytona Road Course, and then you got shipped <laughs> back. Got I mean. shipped. Oh boy! All right, that's reaction Twitter. Good old Twitter. I'll keep finding some more funny tweets next week. Yeah, we could probably make a whole show out of that. <laughs> you can usually just look at people replying to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Brent. I have some real high IQ individuals that tweet at me. It's amazing. I wish you guys could see. I it. couldn't believe. I figured when you put that poll up the other day about who the who the what candidate were you going to have on the show, yeah. I figured it was going to be hundred percent Donald Trump because I figured you had everybody else blocked. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't think any. I was I was imagining all the Biden supporters would not be on there. If we could you, keep, uh, if we could keep Biden awake, I'd want him. He'd be my guy. <laughs> I'd rather have him in here. But I love doing polls, man. Like I really love doing polls, and I really take that into consideration when I. Yeah, the, I love it, man. Like polling data. That's my probably my favorite thing to do. My favorite poll I've ever put up, though, 
was, do you like polls? <laughs> People voted no. I'm like, why did you how'd vote? You, depends on how you spell polls. How'd you know, you, how'd you? P-O-L-E. <laughs> <laughs> Before we kick this thing off, I wanted to remind you guys that now is the time to go to OfferPad.com and get an offer on your home. We told you last week that more listeners than ever have been going to OfferPad.com, and we want to keep that momentum going. We just raced in Charlotte this past weekend, which is Offer Pads Markets. It's fall here, and the weather's beautiful, except for when the rain comes from hurricanes passing by. It's a great place to live, and OfferPad can help you make Charlotte your home. And when you go to OfferPad.com, please tell them we sent you by selecting the podcast option in the How Did You Hear About Us question. So before we get started, we're going to hear a little bit more about OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or, if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services. Free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Spot on, you like it, spot off, you don't like it, and you say why either way. All right, time for spot on, spot off. Lots of topics, apparently, to talk about. Apparently, this, there are. Yeah. So, first one, Cup Series races on a wet surface for the first time since the 50s. TJ. Uh, spot on. It was exciting. You know, the, a moist track surface makes for an entertaining race. Moist. I just realized there's a hair dryer next to me. Who's... I was wondering that. Did we still? Just in case you're not dried yet from Saturday, <laughs> we brought that in. I appreciate oh. it because I don't. I need it. Oh, that's great humor. <laughs> so, Jason, whose hair dryer is that? It's my friend's. I actually didn't own no. it. Yeah, who's your friend? <laughs> I asked if I could borrow it for a funny stunt on the show. I think what the racing <laughs> sold me on Saturday and obviously the start of the race on Sunday was that you weren't there is that when we go to Martinsville, Virginia, there is no reason why we can't put rain tires on these <laughs> damn cars and go race. The speeds are down. Let's go. Hey, we're going to race in the rain, man. Let's race in the freaking rain. We saw these guys going around the oval in turn one and turn two. No, you couldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> We on TV we can see them, Freddie. I wasn't there. We saw these guys going around the oval, man. They were ripping. They were driving in the rain. So now we know that we can race in the rain on ovals. I am down with this, man. Let's uh, do it. He's lost his mind. We cannot <laughs> run an oval in the rain. Martins was a great short track. We do not need to ruin it. Please cut Brett out of this segment. <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll hold it. We'll cover Bristol and dirt. We'll cover Martinsville and water. Yeah. Let's, let's just go. have at it. I let's mean, go. I mean <laughs> hell, let's, let's freeze one of these places next. We'll run on ice. Hey, now you're talking. Put some chains on the tires. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Post the 43. Chain came off his tire. Hey, your chain's going to rip your fender off, Freddie. <laughs> um, I mean, spot I mean, spot off. They didn't. Cup guys didn't race in the rain. I mean, no. they, 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 the track was wet for five laps. It was wet. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what I will say, though, was great call by, who was it, Ty Dillon? And, Ty uh, Dillon looked like Lewis that, Hamilton when we started the race. Good Lord. That <laughs> come by me, took the whole left side nah, door man. off my I car. You look like, who's the, who's the wet weather guy, Michael Schumacher or something? Who yeah. is that? Dude. Uh, Ty Dillon drove by. Santa Santa used to kill it in the, in the I in thought the he was driving that car. <laughs> Ty Dillon was digging. I'm like, 13's coming, just let him go. Dude, if I'm it like, rained every week, he'd be a three-time champion. <laughs> 
he, so him and who I think the twenty one also did it, right? They put on the slicks. No, early. Ty Dillon did it when he dropped the green. No, he drove from he no, he yeah, drove but I'm the, saying I was also saying when they, they were smart enough to put the slicks on yeah, the no, competition he, he, caution if, if and he, he started last. Well, Clint did too. It. They dropped the green. Clint, I'm like, fourteen's coming oh, in. Yeah. He's he's he ten back. Ass. Next corner, he's four back. Let him go. I'm like, Dude, when, let when him the, go. When the track was wet, we were a second and a half faster than the field. Like it was insane. I, the first time in my life I'd wish it ever just stayed wet, kept raining. I'm all for this racing in the rain stuff, man. Let's do it. Oh, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Ty Hamilton. Ty Hamilton. So next spot on, spot off topic here. Brett will start this one off. Clint Boyer eliminated from the playoffs after the day when he led before receiving damage on restarts. That picture of him, he was wiped out. It's painful. You know, It uh, obviously we went up there and took the lead. We had a very fast car. I felt like it was us and the, and the nine to beat and – Man, we just can't figure out a way to catch these cautions at the right time. So spot off for what happened. We ended up back there in the back, ended up getting damaged, and that sucked. But spot on for Clint Boyer driving for 40-plus laps at a road course with no power steering. He came over, and he said, how many laps are left? And I said, 30. And that's after he'd been running for a while. And he said, I, I, this is unbelievable, y'all. Like, when, I, when the car bounces – my arms feel like they're falling off. And and I was like, okay, 30 laps left. We're running a minute 28. He's got to do this for 45 more minutes. So what you saw, the look on his face uh, when you get out of a race car, and, and these guys aren't athletes, right? Yeah. That, <laughs> no. That's and, not fun, man. Oh, so, you, you, I mean, what you see is a Clint Boyer, an athlete, sitting there after literally 45 minutes of grueling pain. Yeah, like you said, he couldn't catch a break yesterday. You know, he he needed to go out, and it was almost a must win. But he could have still made his way in if he if he could have. He you know, two good stages, and then a little bit of trouble for some couple guys. He's going to get it, and he's out there. He's going to get eight or nine points in the first stage. They catch a caution right before the end of the stage. He's got a pit because he's a sitting duck if he don't. So that that takes away stage points there. He's obviously fast in the rain. A track dries up. Um, he got caught when we got we got in the back of the uh, forty seven there. And wrecked him. And, and so you did it. Oh, yeah. We wrecked the 47. I mean, I, nothing else you can say about it. But um, I've been there. So that's what happened there, man. Is we <laughs> went into that wreck, and, and we hit the car in front of us, and it caved in the nose, and it knocked the power steering pump off. And we smoked for a hot minute, but once all that fluid was gone, it was, yeah. it was over. And I mean, it look, spotting in anywhere isn't, quote, easy, but turn one is literally right under us. I was you know telling Dylan Welch last night this. I think Clinton. I saw it about the same time, and it was just too freaking late. Yeah, because you're they're so close to you. You're you're you lose a lot of your peripheral vision of if you're looking at your car here and they wreck over here. You don't. You're so close to it, you can't see it. So it's like I mean, Bristol. Yeah, wreck we, happens at Bristol. You're there in a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, we were three wide. Like I mean, you're three wide, so you're having to watch your guy, but you're still scanning in front, and it's like, uh oh. Yeah, all of a sudden you see everybody start checking up, and bam. Yeah, this is the this is the bad part about stage racing, kind of at road courses. Um, I kind of wish I kind of wish they'd take the stages out at road courses because it really it swaps the field every single time, and I know that's exciting, but you know you don't really get a chance to compete against the same guys. Like you don't get to have a good car and do anything to maintain the front because you got to race your stage points. Well, guess what? Eleven place on back is going to pit two laps before the three laps to go in the stage, and when the caution comes out we're all going to pit and cycle behind them. They just get all that free track position for nothing, really. You know, you didn't you didn't really you didn't really earn that. Then guess what? We got to drive all back through them guys and that there is no chance now 
with the stages, I kind of like just kind of look. We got to catch the caution, man. We got to watch for wrecks that might bring the caution out. You hit pit road, you got one or two guys that might catch the caution right and jump up to the front because they take that chance. Now it's like they know the caution's coming, so everybody pits, and you you're losing fifteen. You're losing anywhere from I'd say twelve to eighteen spots, roughly, depending on how many cars pit. Because you know from a tenth, eleventh on back is going to pit. Yep. So you're cycling the field. Um, that you got no choice, but you're in traffic then, and then you got to try to get through them. Me and you are racing for the lead. We line up, we line up, uh, you know, 15, 16th. Now it's a race between me and you, and see who can get through the field faster. To who can control the race at that point? So it's just, it's really, it makes it really tough. It just makes you decide. We talked about that last week. You know, it made like a Kyle Busch. Like, do you try to get your stage points, or do you race well, to win the race? It's you, your strategy. You your strategy is already made at a place like that. When if you're having a bad day, you're doing the opposite, no matter what. Yeah. Like Blaney wrecks himself, pits for tires, comes back out, um, has another penalty, does a drive through, still comes out in front of the leader, and stays out the rest of the race. And we all pit, and he cycles into the top five. You know, like, yeah. I don't think you should be rewarded um, just all day. Like, them guys that are running 15th, they cycle, that guy cycles to 5th. I also think it, it, you know. I don't I don't mind it as much, obviously, obviously, because probably because I get benefited from it some. But you see guys end up up front. You've seen Ryan Priest lead a bunch of laps yesterday because of the way things cycled out. You know, he got to the lead and held on for a while. Um so I, I don't, I don't, I think it's, I just think it brings strategy to it. I, I prefer that over some of these races where, where there's no strategy, you know, there's you, you, we just run the stages out and then we pit and then we run the next stage out, and then we pit. Like make make these guys make a decision. You got a choice. You want to race to win the race or do you want to race for stage points? To me, there's too much of it though. With two different stages, it cycles it twice. Yeah, I think we've always talked about maybe just one stage. You know, at some of these places, some especially the shorter that races. Ju- that would be that would be. A I, bit I just prefer to TJ's point that we don't stop for stages at road courses and at plate races. I prefer. We pay the points and we keep going. Yeah, just, just, just don't digging. don't throw the caution and or the green and white checker to end the stage. Just know that that's a stage payout on lap thirty, and we keep freaking going because yeah, it it does it does shake up things and put people up there. And look, I hate to say it this way, but it puts people up there that don't deserve to be there. I'm sorry, they didn't earn it. No. So wait, I don't think it's anywhere farther. I want to continue off of that too. I saw your tweet. I think it was maybe in response to Caitlin. You're not blocked. Caitlin. Caitlin Vinci. Yeah. Someone had tweeted, why don't we make road courses and or crown jewels double points? And you were like, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> Dumb idea. Terrible. I mean, the races are almost double points now when, with these stages. Right. So. <laughs> There's just too much math involved. Like, people it's, are going to be crunching yeah. numbers, the, doing math. It's like, let them Poor Bob Pockers would have another freaking mess <laughs> in his hands. Uh, That's just, that, no. it's already chaos already. You don't right. want to, you know, it's already chaos. And like he said, you put guys up there. I mean, we we restarted behind the 53 car because he cycled in front of us. He pitted, and we had no choice but to finish the stage out, get our stage points, and then cycle behind him. Man, he really drove up there and did that, didn't he? I mean, it, it's hard for someone who grew up in and around racing because we were taught the checkered flag lap is the only lap that matters, and and that's when you got to be there. That's when you win the race, and and we've changed that way of thinking entirely by putting these stages in place because now the checkered flag is not the only thing that matters. There's two other points in the race that matter as well, so it changes the way you race. It's a race within the race. But the last thing we need to do is go pay double points somewhere. That's a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> Just get to get back to the Clint here. What an idiot. <laughs> get back to Clint. Um, 
So we obviously have a text, me, Bubba, Clint, and and Brett. And uh, last Can night... Can you screenshot some Bubba, of that and post it? Bubba took a picture that... Bubba must have screenshot that picture of Clint sitting down next to the car. And he looked terrible. He said, hey, man, just, <laughs> just, just really glad you're all right, you know. And I text Bubba. I'm like, I don't know that he's that he's ready to talk to you yet. Like, I don't... So then he responded, and the best part, he says, I'm, you know, I'm happy you're all right. And but Clint said, where the hell were you with my bottle of water in reference to the Bowman deal from last year? And I was dying laughing, and I, I text Bubba. I said, yeah, I don't think he knows it was you that caused that wreck yet. That's probably, probably valid. <laughs> Does he know yet? I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. We're, we're really yet. good at picking people up when they're down. <laughs> You know, it's it's amazing to have friends like this. I don't know how I get through life without them. Uh, actually, but my life will be a hell of a lot better without them. Don't think of it. Friends like us, who needs enemies? Next one. Kyle Bush was eliminated from the playoffs in the earliest round since 2014. Brett, you actually start this one off as well. You know what, man? I am spot on, not because it's Kyle Bush is out of the playoffs. I'm spot on, Hannah, because this tells us something. This is one of the best race car drivers to ever live. He's in some of the best cars in the field. And he didn't make it to the round of eight. He struggled at points to even make it into the playoff at all. He's coming off a championship last year. And this is the equivalent to winning a championship being LSU and coming out the opening game of week one and getting blown out. It's a big deal that he missed this playoff. But what this tells people is how freaking hard it is to go out there and make this playoff. And and, and I'm I'm a, I'm a believer that the way the cars drive right now, they benefit guys like Martin Truex, guys like Kevin Harvick, guys like Kyle Busch, because their true late model background applies to how these cup cars are driving right now. And I think it hurt a guy like a Kyle Larson, a guy like a Christopher Bell, some of those guys that really use the throttle to drive their cars. But this, regardless of where you live in that, that whole universe, this is a big statement that he didn't make it. Uh, me? Yeah. I'm spot on because Kyle's definitely – I'm spot. I don't want to rate. Kyle is the guy that can go in two out of the next four races, and uh, to have him out now, I don't care if he goes and wins because it doesn't affect me. Um, I want to win, but Kyle just he could go on a hot streak. He, I mean, you know how them guys are. He'll he's had winless streaks before, nothing like this. But there is no doubt in my mind that Kyle. You look at his odds. His odds for Kansas are probably still really good. You know what I mean? He's just one of them guys that can go and knock off two, three wins out of four, and like it's nothing. Yeah. So if he hit on something, he could go and have a Tony Stewart run right, yeah, to, right to Phoenix. He's one of them guys that can do that. So to have him out, I think, I think that's that's a heavy hitter, man. Kyle Busch is a heavy hitter, and to have him out benefits benefits everyone up there. Yeah, I think I think that entire top eight that's made it is spot on for the fact that Kyle Busch is not in this playoff. You know, they, none of them guys wanted to, wanted to see him in there, but. On the same token, spot on because he hasn't been one of the best eight cars this year. For whatever reason, if you want to think it's – is it practice? Is, is the lack of practice really affecting Kyle Busch and this race team that much? I mean, that's the only thing that's changed this year, and this is the first time in, what, six years that he didn't make it this far in the playoffs. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that's what it is or what, but he just he just didn't have it this year. They didn't have the speed. They, you know, they had a lot of bad luck. That, and, and if you attribute it back to practice, maybe that's it. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. But – you know, it just they just weren't the one of the top eight cars, so they don't deserve to be there right now. I'm curious to see how this team performs over the next four races with no pressure on them because they've had a lot of pressure on them for the last several months because you get to the point in the regular season where you look around the table and you go, uh-oh, 
if we don't really get going right here, we're going to miss this freaking playoff altogether. And they got in, right? But now you know, all the pressure's off. They can just go race. And I think we may, may, maybe we see a better Kyle Busch. And it's and it's the talk about the pressure. It starts probably you know a couple a month or two in. People are already saying, "Man, Kyle Busch ain't won a race yet. We're, what's 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 going on with Kyle Busch this time? By you know by this time last year he had three wins. You know like." instantly, if somebody like his caliber coming off a championship doesn't win a race in the first month or two, the pressure's already building. Then you got three more months you got to worry about. I haven't won a race yet. I've, I, you know, now I'm, I'm on the outskirts of the playoffs. Maybe like, you know, like you said, it just ramps up all year long. I'm just curious if this, if he doesn't win in the next four weeks, are there changes? Think they're gonna fire him? KFB? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I'm just saying. I don't imagine. Well, that's so. like post race media. Someone asked him. They said, you know, is Stevens gonna be your crew chief next year? And he well, straight him up and Danny goes, have both been through. Danny, yeah. whatever Danny he does, straight up goes. That's a stupid question. Why would you ask me that next? And I'm like, Yeah, I don't see them getting. I don't yeah. see them splitting but, them guys. But man, up. you look at these organizations, and Denny's the only one winning over there because he's great. <laughs> you look at Stuart Haas. We need something to throw at him. Like every at, time he yeah. says, you something. look at Stuart Haas. Kevin is the only one winning over there. Like. It's it's kind of strange, you know. Maybe they're standouts. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy because we know they're both great organizations with fast cars, but I mean, Denny's the only one winning over there. Yeah. Next one here um, sounds like they use you know the Xfinity Series as pretty much a trial run for Sunday. So Xfinity Series race winner AJ Allmendinger said during the race, NASCAR is absolutely stupid for making us run in this. They don't care about our safety as long as they get this race in, Freddie. Because you're a driver. <laughs> he was he not, was not happy in a very yet. good mood on Saturday. Chris Wright's had to talk him down off the cliff a couple times. Uh, you know, and and I don't really blame him. I mean, I'm all for racing in the rain. You know, I'm okay. We joked. I did a race with Brett for Elliott at, what was that, Watkins Glen a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was raining, but it was not like, that was literally a hurricane on Saturday. It was a torrential downpour for, I would say, at least three of the four hours that we were out there racing. And it was standing water everywhere it was at one at some points in the race when the when the water like when the rain was heaviest it was like dumb luck whether you wrecked or not like there was no there was no skill to it it was like you go and turn one and just hydroplane and you're just going to hold the wheel straight and hope to god you get a bite somewhere before you pound that wall i mean it was it was ridiculous and i think that's what them guys are talking about the wiper blades on the cars they're not really meant to withstand a hurricane like that. You know what I mean? Like they're meant to withstand our light rain. You know, we're going to AJ's broke. I think all the call aid cars broke. Briscoe's was broke. I don't know. Cindric's might've been, you know, there was numerous cars that had no wiper blades now. So now these guys are out there driving around in the blind. Then, then it gets dark. The TV's lighting up the racetrack. Go, you ever driven in the night when it's raining, how much bad the glare is on the race, like just off the lights coming off all the cars. So they had a lot of stuff going against them. And AJ, he was not very happy about it. I don't really blame him because at some point you got to, you know, how much they cracked out on safety regulations, that was not very safe to be out there like that. The only thing that I will give Freddie any sympathy on this for is the TV does lighten up the track a bunch. Um, 100%. We ran a Martinsville race, and Jeff Gordon won it, and it was dark Dark, there. completely And dark. I went back and looked at it on TV, and I'm like, man, it's way brighter on TV. Even If, if, you're, if you're a deer hunter, or if you've ever been deer hunting, you sit in a stand, TJ, and you have a scope. I have a Zeiss scope on my rifle. 
and it does the same thing. Like it, you can't see the, you can't see it all, and you put your scope up, and you can see. Like that's what those TV cameras do. They just every they they take a little slider bar or something and oh, brightness, and they slide. Well, the drivers can't do that. Other than that, I thought it was entertaining and great. So I think they should line them up and do it again. I can watch it the next one too. I had a, a Nutrinac Solutions in car camera with AJ, and I was gonna during the race tag him because obviously share him some love and. I pulled him up on – I tried to pull him up on Twitter, and I couldn't find him. So I went to the search thing, and I typed in A.J. Allmendinger. I clicked on it. Nothing. I clicked go to A.J. Dinger, <laughs> and it said, you have been blocked. <laughs> so at some point, we pissed Noah Gragson off on here, and now we pissed f***ing A.J. off. But see, Noah only unfollowed me. A.J. said, f*** it. He blocked me. So I can't even tweet this guy. Tell him thank you for carrying my in-car camera. Man, I don't – I hope he didn't block me. Didn't I don't you spot did. from last year at the Robo? I won the wow. Robo with this guy, and he blocks me. We've got some exciting news huh. coming for this guy at this year in two weeks, three weeks. Maybe we he blocks me. <laughs> I know what it was. It was that segment on here when Ross's dumb ass wrecked him at, at Daytona or Talladega or wherever we were. Daytona. That's what happened. I don't know. It's probably it's probably if I had to guess, it's probably from back in Elliott Sadler days. No man, I'm not blocked. I'm heck yeah, that's awesome. I'm not blocked. <laughs> Let me check Noah again. It probably blocked. Yeah. It probably say, blocked me after this week. Speaking so. of Noah, if we want to transition there, nope, not blocked yet. I think I think I have Noah blocked. Good Ooh, idea. Tell me why. Oh yeah, no, that's why? like K and N days. No, that's oh. Riley. <laughs> no, I don't have Riley blocked, I don't think. I don't think. Riley's speaking of that. Uh, yeah, so speaking of that, Riley Herbst turned the leader note at Gregson. Gregson said, I'm going to whoop that MFer's ass. I swear to God, F that. <laughs> I want to put out a poll wow. over under on how long in years, every time something happens to Riley Herbst on the racetrack, my phone blows up. Like anytime uh, Riley's involved in anything on the racetrack. God bless your battery. Probably, I mean. <laughs> Between him and that's, Ross, you probably get a lot of messages. That's going to be a lot. <laughs> We've ran that joke so far into the dirt. So oh, they, I got a shovel. <laughs> so so Noah, TJ, Noah, Rex, Rex Riley at Vegas, right? I think it was Texas. Texas. Regardless, mm-hmm. he wrecked him somewhere. And now Riley, he didn't mean to wreck him, but he no. wrecked him. But he wrecked him. I, yeah. It was also – How many people has Noah It was also a shit? monsoon, just uh, for exactly. the <laughs> I mean, listen, man, you – you can't get mad at this because I if you could change the car numbers, you would have done the same exact thing probably. Um, and I would have thought his was on purpose. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and I would have thought he – I mean, look, man, I love watching Noah race. He's exciting. He drove – he passed so many cars in that, in that race. He went from the back to the front, destroyed his car. Dave fixes it. He comes back out, destroys it again. Dave fixes it again, drives back up there. Um, super exciting to watch, man. I'm not so sure if he didn't – have a couple incidents there, he might have won the race. I think that TJ Majors could whip Noah Gragson's ass. I'm a little heavier, but <laughs> here's where I'm at. I and we've could. said this. I mean. We <laughs> say this on here all the time. If you talk about it, you're not going to do it. So here's your options. Either go there and handle it or shut the f*** up. <laughs> Like, don't run your mouth like you're some kind of badass and then don't do nothing when you get out of the car. Over like, under on Freddie being blocked by tomorrow? I, that's fine. Look, I, I, that's I, you not can't, somebody I follow, you so can't it's not drive really aggressive. a concern to me. You can't drive aggressive, have contact with people, and, and ruin their days, and then when someone else drives aggressive to you, whether you meant to do it or not, and they make a mistake and you're on the other end of it, 
that's the price that you pay for that. Like you're on the receiving end of it now. It's not. I mean, you you can't drive like that and don't think it's not going to happen to you. That's right. And it was raining. <laughs> I know. I mean, and look, man, Riley. Maybe you're like, oh, there's maybe a lot of a talk about what Riley's going to do. And I don't know if anybody. I don't know what Riley's going to do next year. So he's trying to win the race. Noah's trying to win the race. And I will give Noah credit. Noah said a few weeks ago that he was going to go back, or a couple weeks ago that he was going to go back to being aggressive and, and driving like that and driving like he did. And he's been, I don't know what he does different, but he's way more competitive right now. The last two weeks he's been way more competitive. But you can't you can't drive like that and expect people not to drive you similarly sometimes. And, and sometimes you're going to be, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. I had a meeting with Noah um when Elliot decided he was retiring about spotting for Noah and, and sat down with a kid and a guy, I don't know how old he is. Um and I told him, I said, Man, I think you're gonna like Xfinity racing a lot better than truck racing because you're more independent. You don't have to worry so much about using the draft as much, using the air as much. Like the the Xfinity package is gonna allow you to be able to manage the race yourself. And I think you're gonna do well and go fast and win races. And and that's what the guy's doing. Um but he's, he's just like he, Reddick was, but but he's similar to Reddick in my opinion. I, I think I think though mentally, like he's got to get stronger, man. You, you can't be having these meltdowns on the radio because it's a distraction. It's a distraction for yourself. It's a distraction for your crew. Uh, the crew chief is having to talk him off a ledge, going, "No, we're not, man. Let's go try to win this race." Um, it's hard to be as mentally tough as Jimmy Johnson. To me, he's one of the best. And, and I also watched guys like Casey Mears who would mess up turn two at Charlotte and would go into turn three and wreck because he, he mentally got screwed up, right? Like, it's it's easy for us who watch watches every single lap of these races, not only for our driver but other drivers that are out there around our driver, to determine who's aggressive on restarts, who's not, who's mentally tough, who's not, who's going to dive bomb you, who's not. Like, we – we know who we're around and how they're going to race, and I think Noah has the racing aspect figured out in the Xfinity Series. But mentally, he's got he's got some work to do. He's got some growth to have. I mean, we talked about this last year with Gilliland on here. Same thing. He wins a race and immediately takes it to a really negative place by MF and his his car owner. Like mentally, man, that's a big part of being able to drive race cars. Yeah, and I agree with TJ. You know, if listen, and I I don't fault Noah's been aggressive. I don't fault him for being aggressive. I love watching him. But when when you are gonna race aggressively, you're gonna piss people off. And whether or not they decide to pay you back or race you back aggressively, you better be ready for it and better not complain if you. I mean, he wrecked this kid at at it early, like lap five, whatever it was. He ran up his ass, took all the air off a spoiler, and he pounded the fence off a of turn four. Early in the race, absolutely no need for in it. his hometown. Yeah. So I mean. Oh, wasn't his home. No, I, was I, I think it was Texas. I don't remember. It might have been Vegas. These two are both from Vegas. Maybe we can. Um, they're, they're, I suppose I think they went to school together, buddies or something. I don't. Hey, know. Yeah, maybe we can. They get... used to race legends together. They've grown up together. Him and her. What are we uh, doing? Like a mid-December um, mud wrestling. Mid-December or UFC fight with. <laughs> huh. Freddie with a Y. Last week you said you went to offerpad.com and got an offer on your home, right? That's right, Brett. I don't know who Freddie with a Y is, but I also did the same thing. I found out my home or mansion, as I like to call it, is worth a number with a lot of zeros in it. I guess someone's balling on a big budget over there. Now tell us about how you went about getting that offer on OfferPad.com. First, I filled out the quick and easy five-minute form where I told OfferPad about my house, detailing things like, uh, you know, I, uh, square footage, um, how big the land was, uh, how many rooms, how many bedrooms, nine how many, damn acres, uh, how big my couch was, nine damn acres. But, you know, just really quick, really simple, 
just I don't. It was point and click most of it. I think you had to type in maybe a couple answers, but so you put that you put that in, and then what happened? Uh, about 24 hours later, I got an email from them and a call from one of their representatives asking me if, if I wanted to accept their offer. While you're on OfferPad.com, did you see the perks included when you sell your home to OfferPad? Like no showings, picking your own closing day, and a free local move courtesy of Brett and Freddie with a Y. <laughs> I did see all that, and I'm looking forward to having Brett and Freddie with a Y come over and move my big-ass couch to my next mansion. Did you do the most important thing when getting that offer on your home from OfferPad.com, Freddie? Uh, you know I did, Brett. In the, in the how did you hear about us question, I told OfferPad I heard about him from this podcast. Do what Freddie did. F-R-E-D-D-I-E. Go get your cash offer on your home today at OfferPad.com. It's been a week of silly season news. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Boyer announced his retirement. Bowman announces going to the 48 from the 88. DiBenedetto finally gets that contract renewal back in the 21 for next season. Suarez is now running for the new team of Trackhouse, Justin Marks teams. What do you guys got to think about that, Brett? I'm spot on for the the Justin Marks move. Um, I have been worried for the last several years about the age of our ownership group because let's face it, man, you know, Roger Penske, Jack Roush, Rick Hendrick, those guys are older guys and, and, and are big, a huge parts of the sport, Joe Gibbs. And when you look at those guys, it's like, man, what do we do, you know, after them? And, and who is going to come in and, and be leaders, right? And, and when you look at a team like Michael Waltrip Racing, really young ownership. You know, Michael was in his 50s, unfortunately, when that place shut down. And that's a problem for our sport. So to see two new teams coming in here, that are that have got some young ownership, man. I'm excited about it. I mean, and then you look at the Xfinity series with Matt Colick, another young guy that's building a big Xfinity series program. That you have to wonder, are they going to want to go Cup racing soon? And you have to hope the answer is yes, because you know this new Gen Seven car. Everybody seems to be really getting geared up to go racing with that car. I knew that Justin Marks was making this move. Talked to Ty Norris a few months ago about it. Uh, they got a really interesting concept with how they're doing this thing. But anytime we have ownership that is coming into race you're going to hear me be excited about it i mean we were talking last night and i'll even ask this question to tj spire motorsports owns three charters how many race cars do they own tj uh i don't know if they know in any none yeah i don't think they own any so when we look at a guy like justin marks coming in here obviously he's leasing a charter from spire um, but but he's actually going to go out and race. He's going to be competitive. He's going to have a gigantic alliance with RCR. Because he's on RCR's campus, right? He's probably going to take over the Jermaine area. He's he's going to be on the campus for sure. I don't think he's going to take over that building. Yeah, but yeah. he's going to be on campus. I know who's taking over that building. That's why I can't tell you. Um, but he's going to do something big here. I, Justin Marks is a smart guy. He's a racer. He's He's got a very successful business background. He's a guy that can go out and attract sponsorship. And I truly think him and Ty are building something great. And it, it reminds me a lot of the Wood Brothers model, the way they're going to do these things. Do you know where Trackhouse comes from? Like the, I, like the idea of the name, anything like that? Because it was just different. Like when he announced it, super cool logo, yes. clean looking. Yes. But it was just like, you know, most people it took just me do like a Dustin Marks the, Racing. Yeah, or, it took me a minute to figure the logo out, but it is super cool once yeah. you see it. TJ, want to touch on any? I mean, I, I'm stuff? spot on for it, man. I think it's. Uh, I've known Justin for a long time as well. And he came on our podcast, Anna. Yeah, and he. Had, I used to work for him at GoPro. Wait, right? Yeah, yeah he owns GoPro. TJ yeah. brought him in here. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be at GoPro, or he still is. Um, yeah. Had a World of Outlaw team. Did he? Yeah, with Larson. Him and Larson. 
Oh wow. Larson Marks. Larson Marks. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and he was Justin Canaan team, I think too. He is. Yeah, he's a uh, sports with Justin Marks, right? He's always in it, like doing business ventures and stuff like that. But I think uh, I'm excited for him, man. I think it's cool to. I think it's cool for him to be coming in there, and uh, it's also good. It's also good for us to be talking about a new team coming into the sport as well. You know, obviously we got two decent sized ones. I mean, we got we got you know Freddie's new team, and almost, and now um. You know, now we got Justin Marksfield in the team too, and I, I think the new car, I think the model setting up a path for teams, for new teams to kind of form and be be competitive fairly earlier. It, you know, obviously it's really hard to start a team and be competitive right out of the right out of the box, but I think the new I think the new model is is allowing it to be more achievable, and you know, these guys wouldn't be doing it if they didn't think they could they didn't think they could be successful. You're not going to start a team. Oh man, I just want to run thirtieth every week. You know, these guys are starting these teams because they want to be. You know, they want to be the next Roger Penske, Joe Gibbs. You know, Mister H. They want to be them guys. So I think it's great for the sport. I think it's another um, another good thing. And excited for Justin and Ty. Um, I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, like Brett said, I think this is. I think this is going to be very similar to the to the Wood Brothers Penske Alliance, where this is going to be like a satellite RCR team. And I think it's great because that'll be. Good stuff that just that Daniel can get in and, and Justin's team will take off pretty well. Uh, some of the other things, Boyer retiring, that sucks. Obviously, Clint's, uh, you know, you ain't gonna find anybody more fun than Clint Boyer. But I'm so excited for him to go to the booth. I like I'm so glad he's just not so... walking away. Here's here's the booth question, right? Here's the million dollar booth question. We all know Clint Boyer. Who's he paired with? Mike and Jeff, I think. Yeah, he is for sure. But but we all know Clint Boyer. We all know how big right. his personality is. I know how opinionated he is. A lot of those TV guys get in the booth and start drinking a Kool-Aid. Yeah, they get a little neutral. Is, is he going to be a Kool-Aid guy, or is he going to bring? I hope not. I can hope they let him can have you get loose fined as a as a commentator. No, but you'll get a phone call. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that sucks for Clint. Um, but it's great. I mean, it's great for the fans. The fans are going to win here because he's going to be on TV, and as long as I can't imagine him ever changing, so I'm sure there'll be no there'll be no uh, cookie cutter there. Uh, that kind of obviously opens a door for Briscoe. I think that's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion there. Um, the one that kind of jumped out to me this week was the De- De Benedetto, which you know people jumped on me last week because I I guess I was too hard on Matt saying he had an average year. And um, what a d- yeah, I mean, hey, this happens. It's but, a phenomenal but, year, but, you Freddie. know the <laughs> the thing that jumped out at me about this was you you announced Matt De Benedetto's driving the twenty one car next year. And at the same time, you announce Austin Sendrick's driving the twenty-one car next the year after. Like so That's now, so weird. The, now the guys, okay, congratulate you got a job, but you're now racing for your life again. I don't know what to tell you about the year after that. So I didn't, I didn't really understand that move on on their side of it. I mean, Roger Penske is a hell of a lot smarter than I am, so I'm sure there's. Are a you reason. sure? But yeah, I, I would imagine so. I mean, just just based off success, it's not really but that rich. I just didn't understand. I mean, I don't know why you would do that. You know, obviously, I'm. Race fans are not going to lose their, you know, it sucks Clint's, you know, not going to be on the track, but the next best thing is happening, and that's Clint on TV. <laughs> that's Clint is really good, like Brett said. He's, man, he's just, he's the life of the party, man. He's going to be animated. He's going to, he's fresh out of the car. He's going to have a very fresh perspective of what these guys are going through, and, and Clint's probably going to not hold back, and he's probably going to say some things that he probably shouldn't, and that's going to make it great. <laughs> I, I I agree with that. that's but see that's what I'm saying that's the guy 
I want to see the Clint Boyer that I know and love on television. Like I don't Dale want Jr., to, those big ass spoilers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to see him bring it, man. Uh, obviously, twenty one car we talked about last week. There were two decision makers involved, and they're both billionaires. And they made the decision to bring Matt back. I personally think it was the right decision for Austin Cindric. And next year, how many races can Austin Cindric win with no Chase Briscoe in the '98 car? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot. I, yeah, it's he's got. Be, it's, I think this is a great move for uh, Austin. Has a chance to win the championship this year, and next year, he, his momentum, his uh, confidence is so high. He's going to be. You can't enter the Cup Series in a better path than what he's got laid out for him right now. He's going to be he's going to go run for a championship next year, possibly two back-to-backs. Um he he's just going to be I, that's that's a perfect path. He's perfect got path. things laid out for him. So, and these guys, you know, you know I get what Freddie's saying like, okay, Matt, you know, it kind of sucks, you know, you got one more year, but Matt ha- now has a chance. Um honestly, Matt, I think Matt can have a really successful year next year. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what doors are going to open if Matt goes and wins two, three races and runs, you know, top that's, ten. That's the team I would shake up, though, from a personnel perspective because, to me, that's that's the team that they got to – I mean, for Matt's sake and for the team's sake, like, build it build it and make it something really super yeah. special because you know the future of it now. Here's where I'm – so now, okay, so obviously the two cars are going to be open again next year. Brad signed a one-year deal. So a lot of people were connecting the dots there. Well, maybe Matt moves over. But – what I was trying to get at last week, and I'll back it up again this week, if Matt has another season next year like he had this year, there's no seat for him at Penske Racing. No. Like, there, there's, there's, there's not. It's, you have to go out there and win races in that equipment. You can't just get by with, you know, All right, well, I made the playoffs, I was out in the first round, yeah. and, and okay, some guys, let's go Some guys year. do better with that pressure, though. Yeah, and I, like I said, Matt is an unbelievable guy. The kid loves racing. I mean, eats, sleeps racing. I think he's a hell of a race car driver, but he's got to step it up next year and perform, or he's going to be left without a seat. Bumming to the 48. Whoops. We said on this show months ago there was a top-secret meeting at Hendrick. It finally came out. I mean, And this awesome. is when all this right here started happening. It's not done yet. <laughs> what so, do you mean? So, obviously. Now we've got to have a driver for the 88. Who's oh, that going to yeah. be? I mean, I'm... Who's that going to be? Do you think – let me ask you this. You're, the, you're on the marketing side of it. TJ. Do you think <laughs> – this was an ally play that, that they didn't want to sponsor the other guy that we all know is getting in the car. I think Bowman – I mean, man, look at look at Alex Bowman. Like, he came in and took the place of the most popular driver yeah. potentially cool to ever live. And now he's taking the place of potentially the best driver to ever drive. And I think his, his image and his performance have gotten him that opportunity. And I think ally being a fully funded, you know, deal – and with Rick's business background, like I think it just made the most sense for the business side of what they're trying to do. Uh, and, and I think if you're ally on the marketing side, I don't want an unknown. And I've got something in-house with Alex Bowman that is a known entity, probably have been around these people a lot. And obviously Rick speaks high of him. Like I think it just made the mo- most sense. And you think you think that it's just the forty eight still because it's iconic? Because I would have thought I you know we had heard around we had heard pretty much a couple weeks ago that Ally was going with Bowman, and I was wondering if it was just going to be the Ally eighty eight car, and then they were going to change the number for the other car for for that that dirt guy. But um, like 
I'm assuming just on Ally, just brand recognition, you want that 48 number. I think it's so. It's probably iconic. Does I he still so. have stuff with Valvoline, too? Because Valvoline's pretty, it, like, it, I know Valvoline does all of Bowman's Dirt stuff, too, right. and they just did a big rebrand. They were on his car this week, I think. Yeah. yeah, so will he take that to the 48? He could. I mean, you know. They, they can work that out. You know, obviously Rick owning all those dealerships is a yeah. lot of service departments. They do a I lot of old changes. i cars if Rick Hendrick wants to give me a call. When you have all these oil changes in place, guess what you can go out and get? An old Sponsor. deal. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you another guy. That, how do you think how do you think Pinsky has Penzol? Same deal. Big play. I'll tell you another guy that I think's turned it up here and probably driven his way back into a seat where I thought two months ago there was no chance of this is probably Ryan Priest. I mean, he's had some really good runs the last month, three three four weeks month. Good run at Daytona, really good run yesterday, leading race leading laps at a road course. Mm-hmm. Um short tracks, I think he had a couple a top ten a couple weeks ago. So, you know, that was a guy that I thought might be on his way out and maybe not have any options to where now I don't know if it's an option to stay in the 37 or, or get another ride, but I think he's going to find some. That 37 deal is going to be a little sketchy. We heard they, they probably lost their charter to one of them Spire deals, so I'm sure they can lease another charter. Rick Ware's got 35 of them if they need one. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, but but I thought Ryan's really stepped – like we talk about guys, you gotta, if you want to get a seat, you got to perform, and Ryan's really stepped it up the last Has month. Has Eric Jones landed anywhere yet? No, no. not yet. Eric Jones. A lot, of, a lot of talk about him being uh, Bubba's replacement. You know, some talk about him being in the 37. I think Eric's challenge is he doesn't have a sponsor with him. And when you yeah. get put out on the street and you don't have a sponsor that's loyal to you. Because Toyota's pushed him up. Yes. And I mean, it's, they're going to stay. It's, mm. it's, it's hard to be able to, to open doors when you don't have money in your pocket. Yeah. Last one here on Spot On, Spot Off. The Super Bowl could get pushed to the same day, the same Sunday as the Daytona 500. Freddie, I thought there's a bye week they're going to cut. Well, there's a there's a well. The problem is NFL doesn't care about us, so they're going to run their schedule out however they want it, and then it's up to us to adapt to them. Um, and spot off because I have a hell of a Super Bowl party every year, and I would that be very true. upset about having to cancel my Super Bowl party because I got to go to Daytona 500. But anyway. Um, it, this is potentially huge for NASCAR, you know, and, and just for the fact of, like I talk about Super Bowl parties, you have a Super Bowl party, the party doesn't start when the kickoff, it's, it's hours before usually. So nobody ever sees a kickoff. I was going to say, party. I don't know how many of us made it to halftime I haven't last year. seen the Super Bowl in five years. Last year but, was rough. Um, but so now you've got something you can put on at one o'clock or two o'clock, whatever it is schedule it out three or four hours before kickoff and and you've got an audience now that's dying they're not going to want to watch this ridiculously long pregame you've got a hell of a race that's going on and and maybe you draw a new audience i think it's great because the super bowl is also in tampa right or where's it at i think it's Tampa. yeah it's in in tampa Tampa and it's on nbc so i think it's a uh i'd start that daytona 500 about Noon, one o'clock, run that thing. Give anybody the opportunity that wanted to go over to the Super Bowl. You got time to get there still and make a. I, we talk about the greatest day in racing all year is usually the day we watch the Monaco, yep, the Indy 500, and the Coke 600. And this could rival that. What I mean, you got. I know it's not a race, but. Man, how cool would it be? Daytona 500 followed by the Super Bowl. You know, one season's kicking off. One season's starting or starting or getting starting up. One season's ending, man. I think I think it's a great play, man. Look, I'm not scared of the NFL. I'm not scared of the Super Bowl because I know 
that the people who are going to watch the Daytona 500, if you don't run it the same time as the Super Bowl, are still going to watch the Daytona 500. The fact that it's – I always wanted us to run – uh, the the clash, the shootout, whatever it's named these days. I always wanted us to run that on Super Bowl Sunday at one o'clock, just to see to TJ's point how it would do because so many people that day have already blocked their whole day to day drink and watch sports. And what the heck would we know if we don't go and try it? So I, if this if, if they move their season back a week because of the COVID issues they're having as a league. And, man, they're having a lot. I'm thankful that we've run and managed ours as well as we have when I see these teams and these, these sport have, the sport having to make these shifts. I'm all for it, man. Run them both on the same day. We can make it work. By the way, Brett, Super Bowl's on CBS this year. Not her. CBS? It's, they switched the deals around the last couple says years. NBC. Well, they switched it around originally because NBC didn't want it in the same year as the um, Olympics, but that oh. all got shifted around. So gotcha. we're back to CBS next year. Gotcha, gotcha. Time for the Xfinity. Smoked y'all last week. Fast lane segment. Oh, yeah, you did. You did good last week. Hang on. Where? Let's see how many stage points we got real quick. <laughs> I got to look up where going. I started. <laughs> where we're going to take uh, hit the gas, take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. We'll jump into our weekly fast lane segment where, like always, we ask these guys six questions. More than Has anyone gotten six right yet? No. No, no way. I don't think anybody's got you three You got four right. last week, TJ? Yeah. Um, so we're going to see again who can answer the fastest, how many they can get right. First one, how many playoff points does Joey Logano enter the round of eight with? Oh, shoot. 21. Which playoff driver finished lowest on Sunday? Uh, Almirola. How many cautions did Xfinity Roval or Series Roval race have? 11. What is the correct name for a virgin cow? Oh, God. Virgin? (laughs) Freddy. He's not a virgin. <laughs> what? What is Nikki? Taking a guess. I mean, <laughs> Freddie at eight. What? What is Mickey Mouse's dog's name? Pluto. How many squares are on a chessboard? Chesty. Chessboard. Did you say chess? No, wait. How about how about ninety? All right, DJ got one out of six. Uh, Logano has 22 points going into the next round. You're one off. Ah. Know your own car number. Kyle Busch finished 30th. He was the lowest playoff guy on Sunday. The Xfinity race had 10 cautions, so you're one off. <laughs> and the name for a virgin cow is a heifer. Oh, I actually knew that. Uh, and heifer. a uh, chessboard has 64 squares. Damn, I said 60 in the beginning, didn't I? Yeah. And then you said 90. Yeah, then I was like, wait a minute. There's that row, that either, row, that row. Either one of those are wrong. <laughs> Right, I'm, at, I'm at a hotel, but not a Holiday Inn Express before we get into this. So there's no chance and I'm going to do And there's no well. way you're smarter than a fifth grader. Mm-mm. All right, Brett. How many laps did Clint Boyer lead on Sunday? <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Who finished last on Sunday? Damn. Last. I don't know. Who started on the pool in the Xfinity Series race? Briscoe. Who is Scooby-Doo's best friend? Shaggy. Like how they both get the children's cartoons I correct. watched that growing up, duh. What has a head and a tail but doesn't have a body? A head and a tail? Oh, hell, a snake. How many years can a snail sleep for? Seven. Clint led nine laps on Sunday. Timmy Hill finished last. Oh, Timmy, Timmy Hill. <laughs> That's the perfect question for you. 
Dang, Timmy, you don't suck like that, Timmy. He Come literally on. has it he spelled out like for fifth, you too. Timmy, who? Yeah. I saw him up he, there on the he, stage. He got a stage point, like a bunch of stage points. Dang thing. it, Timmy. What happened? Noah sat oh. pole on Saturday's race. A coin has a oh. head and a tail, uh, but does not have a body. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. And a snail can sleep for three years. Oh, hey, you're like four off. All right, Freddie, you only have to answer God, two right dude. to win. Why are snails that's, so that's, lucky, man? That's a, that sounds easier than you think. <laughs> snails can sleep for three years, man. Imagine being like, hey, all right, guys, I'm going to take a nap. I'll see you in 23. Yeah. <laughs> see y'all. Sounds like my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Freddie, where did Bubba Wallace start on Sunday? 26th. Which playoff, non-playoff driver finished highest on Sunday? Eric Jones. So we just like. Stop. I mean, that, that's simple. How many laps did AJ Allmendinger lead on Saturday? Uh, nine. What year was Michael Jordan drafted into the NBA? 84. What color is octopus blood? Black. How many? Go wrong. How many sizes does a trapezoid have? Six. All right, Freddie, you win with your free right. Uh, Omdinger led 12 laps. I was impressed you knew the Jordan stat. You got a pair for your next That was a right. guess, by the way. He was just guessing around right. the It's either 84 or 85. I had 82 yeah. or 84. I, I don't know. Octopus blood is blue, and a trapezoid has four sides. Trap. Yeah. Trap and four sides. I should have known that because it's a f- hockey. <laughs> it's in the hockey goalie. We're always thinking fast on Door Bumper Clear, and so was Chase Elliott because he was this week's Xfinity fastest lap winner at Charlotte. You know something else is fast? Xfinity X5. Man, it's more than speed, too. It's reliable, it's secure, so you're safe and connected throughout your entire home. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter and stay connected with exclusive behind-the-scenes NASCAR content. Shout out to Xfinity, premier partner of NASCAR and our amazing podcast. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. Time for Ask DBC. Okay. Parker Kligerman joined the Ask DBC uh, gang, apparently. He said, how did you keep your radios dry on Saturday? Did you need to go to backups? And what are you going to bring in the future for rain race spotting? Look at Parker coming to the party. Parker, my uh, radios were in my garage in my backpack (laughs) Saturday, so they were perfectly fine. They were dry. Yeah. Uh, So I didn't really, honestly... The way I do it is I'll put my radios on and then put my raincoat over the radios. So they, my radios were bone dry the ra- is that a at the end of the race. Yeah, it, was, it looked like a car cover. Um, but <laughs> um, the, the, the challenging, the most challenging part is the headset because you don't, I don't really know. I mean, I had my hood up, but it still got soaking wet because the rain was coming at my face. So that was all. And like I said, I had a push a talk go bad because that's kind of out in the elements. I tried to keep it in my pocket, but I couldn't just keep my hands in my pocket the whole time. Um, so that went bad. I had a cable, I think went bad. Um, I went to pick my binoculars up. They were full of water. So, um, I don't know. I would probably, I guess the only thing I could do differently would be just not even take my binoculars out, but then they'd just be in my bag that's soaking wet. So that wasn't going to help anything. I I think that Parker's bringing up a point that I'm going to do to support you guys in your future as spotters. The facilities that we go to are badass most of the time. Now that we're especially now that we're not going to Kentucky, the rest of them are great <laughs> facilities. 
but we have a new track being built at Fontana. This is an opportunity to, to go and build a facility for the spotters that is covered. That, 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 that in the event that, that it's 150 degrees or if it's raining, which obviously in Southern California it's not supposed to be raining, but this is an opportunity. Parker is pointing out the fact that, that we are denied uh, the ability to, to get out of the elements of the weather when they're bad, and, and that's that we can fix that. And, and that could be fixed. Rain, like there's no way to protect your microphone. You can cover all your stuff up for the most part, but there is no way you can cover your microphone up, it, even unless you're you gotta not be, in a downpour like that. You got to be careful because like, some guys. I mean, there's guys that do different things. And uh, Mike Herman had he had Ziploc bags over his radios. Well, then when we got that red flag in the Xfinity race, we went down and Herm's got four inches of water in a Ziploc bag. So now he's just been soaking a radio in water. Yeah. But just, you know, so you can try to prepare the best you can, but like, I'm telling you, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever been a part of. Just the, the amount of rain and just standing there. Like I, I, I literally just stripped off all my clothes in the, in my garage and left them there. And I look today, my shoes are still sopping wet. Like it, it's stuff. And I can't, like I said, my radios are fine under my rain jacket. They're fine. But the headset kind of took a beating. I bet that was a sight when you walked in. I, had, I, I packed saran wrap yesterday, and I was going to saran wrap my headset in the event that we raced because I was like, I mean, I, I mean, I knew Freddie had his hood up. I would have loved to have seen him saran wrap. I, I knew Freddie's – I wrap it up, dog. I knew that, that, that you know, Freddie had his, his hood up. And, like, when I was texting TJ the night before and the day of, he was like, I'm going to put my hood up. I'm like, man, that ain't enough. Freddie had freaking major problems. So I was just going to cover everything up, but I didn't have to because the sun was out. I was going to try to hold an umbrella. and not, I wasn't going to be able to use binoculars at that time, but I was willing to sacrifice the binoculars for um, saving you know, equipment. Yeah. My spotting bag actually came with a rain cover. So worst case scenario, I would have thrown that, that bag on, my, my I mean, cover on, put on my backpack. Or we something. have on about $8,000 worth of equipment. Is that something that like your bag like manufactured? Like, Who do you get your is like the spotting bag? Is like I just OGO? found like a no. I found a, a company a, a long time ago, and it was just a, a camera bag. Oh. But it was um, the camera bags are best for spotters. Racing Electronics actually makes a really good bag similar to that um, that's made of weatherproof material. But gotcha. I don't think it can. I don't think even the waterproof that like like Freddie said, even a rain jacket when it's downpouring, water is going to find its way. So in. Cute, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I was so I my my rain jacket was zipped up to my chin you know and that break i took out i started taking stuff off we went under the grandstands and took everything off and my i was soaked my yeah, shirt was soaked like i was like how's this getting we can here? spot in the rain but when it's a when it's a downpour like that and i honestly um i did i've done a rain race the last 24 hour race the daytona i did was a lot in the rain was it last one or the one before it was last year yeah it rained a lot but they had us inside and i like like you can't like if you're out there for hours, man. You, it's gonna eventually get wet. So and water and electronic stuff does not mix. The weird thing is, like when it's sleeting in our face at Bristol, which what was that, TJ? Two years ago, TJ and I were standing beside each other, like literally sleet, yeah, hitting us oh, in the face. Oh, that's so cold. When we're standing in Las Vegas and we're getting sixty mile per hour wind gusts, which also is accompanied by sand, um, when those things are happening, it's raining at Charlotte. It's a it's a little bit of a distraction. You know, because you get those bursts of, of weather, and you're like, ooh. Yeah, that's sleep. I couldn't – that was one of the one times that I can specifically remember where I couldn't focus on my car because uh, you were literally getting hit in the face with ice. <laughs> it, it was and, painful. And, yeah, and you're just kind of trying to block it, and it, it just kept you, – you had to – it was enough that you had to pay attention. It wasn't like 
you know, like a like a rain. It was like actually ice hitting you in the face, and you just couldn't really focus that well. It, that? It, it's just a little bit of a distraction you got to overcome, right? You can't be distracted. Final question here that was submitted from Ask DBC. Die nine. Do it yourself, nine. That's a di nine. That's Dig. It's Chase Elliott. It's Chase yeah. Elliott. Yeah. That's his thing. Who are your championship four picks? Freddie, you want to start? Sure. Uh, Denny Hamlin. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. <laughs> Why'd you pick him? <laughs> uh, so uh, Denny would be one of my picks no matter what. <laughs> so I'd say Denny, uh, Harvick. We listen to TJ. Brown knows his team for. Five years in this podcast, and now Guess you're brown nosing Denny. It's getting ready. You're way. You've already caught up. I need. I just a couple more weeks, maybe. Um, so Harvick, Denny, probably Truex, I think. And then it's going to be a hell of a race. Uh, probably, I'm going to go with. I hate to say this, Joey Logano. I got Chase Elliott in there somewhere. I know. I don't know whose place he just took, and I don't think it's Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin's. But I got Chase Elliott in there somewhere. Would you put Chase over Truex? Truex has like five second place finishes at mile and a half yeah. or some crazy crap, right? Like he's been on fire there. So I think he's look, – look, the craziness of the schedule is over. We're now going to four tracks where we have a lot of experience racing, two mile and a half in a row. Obviously, everybody's been to Phoenix a gazillion times. Martinsville is really the only, quote, wild card in here. Um, I, 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 Truex is too fast to me at those mile and a half not to make it. Obviously, you're going to have the four minus catastrophe is already going to be in Phoenix. Denny, it, Denny's uh, the next step down. I mean, he's already he's there already with just three average runs from Denny, and we won't even get close to him. So, the we are all that fourth spot um, or next next couple spots are going to be up in the air, man. Um, it's going to be tough. But, uh, Chase is coming off a win. Does he have momentum? Does he carry it over? Brad's one of them guys that can that can go and knock off two wins quick too. You, you put Brad in a situation and he he can he can excel. Joey's Joey's very mentally strong. This is the type of this is the type of crunch times when you see Joey perform and you put pressure on Joey, he excels. Well, so, I, what I like most about Joey Logano as a race car driver, and and this didn't come about until he came on our show. All he wants to do is win. He doesn't care about a point. He don't care about anything else. His mindset is win. Yeah, he he knows what like going in, he knows what our goal is the next three races and if we can't win, he knows how to get the very best out of it and that's what we're going to do. And if we can't win, we're going to go and Paul is Paul is a sneaky good crew chief. He can put Joey in positions to to excel and um you know, if something comes up and those guys are probably going to, you know, take advantage of it. So this is a uh, this is a good time of year for Joey and, and, and our team. So, But them last two spots are going to be – I really think it comes down to Truex, Chase, Brad, and, and, and us. So I think that's everybody else. I don't think you left well, you got. Off. Well, I mean, you got Bowman and – Oh, you don't think Bowman's going to make it? I just think – well, I mean, he could. He could go win. You left him off the list. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, Everyone has I, an equal chance of making it. It does. It says uh, – well, well, not that's, really. That's not really that's true not because true. of points. <laughs> Playoff points suck, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, you could go and win. That's everyone has an equal shot of winning. The, so I think you put Joey Logano in the in the final four because he has that killer instinct, and I think that you know that edges him. I don't. I mean, I obviously not trying to call Brad out, but if I think that Joey would 
put more on the line to make it versus Brad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see Brad having that killer instinct, I don't give a shit about nobody attitude like Joey Logano has proven many times that he has. And it, that's, that's to his, you know, benefit. to his benefit. You know, that's, that's what you need to do. For sure. So on this segment, we also have an offer pad question of the week each week. This one, um, last week we talked about where we would live in the Charlotte area or suggestions. This one is describe what your dream home would look like. Three-car garage, pool, and um, a room with a padlock on it that only one person could get in. Brett's is a double wide on the beach in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> he doesn't really even with, need a house. With no underpinning. <laughs> I'm thinking Brett would be really nice. Brett pull up to the beach in a pickup truck with one of them camper shells on top of the pick, the bed, you know? Roll out in his jorts. Just, and high American hey, flag neighbors. socks. Howdy, neighbors. <laughs> Cousin Eddie. <laughs> I want nine damn acres somewhere in the middle of the country, and I want to be able to not have a neighbor, and I want to have a, a, a one-story house, and, and I don't want any walls in it. I just want a big old open house uh, with a fireplace and a big-ass permanent cooler, a kegerator, so let me just go, a bar. You don't want 10 acres. You want nine. I want nine damn acres. Uh, okay, just yeah, yeah. So anybody looking for land, you got 10, you're out. You know, Brett doesn't want anything to do. Eight, you're done, too. Just got to be nine. Oh, boy. We'll tell you all the inside joke about the nine damn acres. <laughs> Put a note in the show, Jason, for Homestead. Or not Homestead. That's next year. I probably won't even Phoenix. be here next year. Phoenix. And I'll tell you the nine damn acre story. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I just move into Brett's nine damn acres. <laughs> I was going to say, build me a house on that acreage. What do you, what do you think Doug's singing right now? <laughs> be a great question for Doug. <laughs> he needs nine damn acres for that German Shepherd he's got running around. <laughs> I'm so glad Joe let that thing in muddy. Thanks, oh. Joe. <laughs> Boy. Jeez. I got a rant today. Do it. Is it where's, about rain? Where's my shirt? Yeah. What shirt? You wearing my shirt over there. Well, I didn't go back by my hotel. <laughs> it, it, can I tell y'all it sucks living in a hotel? <laughs> no, yeah, you're you almost done though, right? Yeah, I, I hope so. I don't know. Until the next way my week. life's going. Yeah, until the next remodel. Until <laughs> the way my life's going. Why would we just bring Doug's dog over? It's another. It's like a free remodel. <laughs> no, I, no big dogs in my house, bro. They don't have. Yeah, I got. What, I got little dogs. You got like a like a max weight of like what twelve pounds? Twenty. No, 20. I, think yeah. I think it's one pound. <laughs> you know they're um, all so little. You know who else had a dog like this? Dell Junior. He had, when he got killer. Yeah. Remember that? So, oh, sounds like an he aptly got, named dog. Well, <laughs> yeah. So what do you think was going to happen? We um. <laughs> I forget. He, he took him to Daytona, and I was staying on the bus that year. And I went somewhere. I went to an appearance with him or something, and we came back. <laughs> uh, dude, he ate everything. His wallet was chewed up on the floor. And, you know, those guys, when you get to that point, you never take your wallet anywhere. So yeah, yeah. Um, he chewed up everything in Dale Jr.'s bus. We got back in there, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Destroyed so, it. Destroyed to, to, it. To your rebuttal, Freddie, my Bernard Pollard, the Blackdale Jr. shirt that I have for you is in my hotel. Hannah, when my truck got broken into last week. They stole week, your checkbook? They no, stole my shirt. checkbook, and they stole my <laughs> Hannah Newhouse shirt. Are only thing they took. If I go downtown Charlotte and I see some random piece of <laughs> walking around in a Hannah Newhouse shirt, I'm going to get out of my truck, and I'm going to beat the ever-living out of you. No, they seriously, you. they seriously stole your hand and new house shirt. Hand new house shirt is gone. You gonna I'm, swear again? I'm heartbroken. Well, I never bought one. Sorry, but I got one on. Jason, right now. my blood pressure just went up. I turned red and I'm mad. Somebody stole my freaking shirt. He turned red the same time last night I'll when have he to ordered. To bring one next week. Fireball shots, one after another. What was that first one you ordered? Starburst. I don't know. 
That was, I was good. Order, Nyla ordered a nerd shot, so and was, she brought us a Starburst shot. Uh, you yeah. know, if you had a Clemson lights plate on that thing, it never would have got broken into. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> they knew there wouldn't be anything in there but trash. <laughs> so I got, a lot of, I got a lot of tweets last week. Um, no. From fans. And, and, dude, it was cool, man. Like, So Clint announces he's retiring, and, and to this point, I've made it nothing but all about Clint. But a lot of people sent me tweets about, what am I going to do? And this lady named Jesse Stein probably sent me the one that touched my heart, right? So it said, I want to know who you're spotting for next year. I got to pick a new driver, and I don't know who in the hell that will be. And I figure if I could at least follow my favorite spotter, it will be helpful for that transition. Congrats to Clint, but damn. So she and I started sending uh, direct messages back and forth. Turns out Jesse's blind. And uh, she she sent me a, a DM at the end, and she said, if, if, if TJ or Freddie give you any you tell them both I walk with a cane and I'll smack the hell out of them with it. <laughs> so, once again, I'm getting a lot of love. Um, but next year, man, like, I don't know what happens yet. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I think I'll spot something, but I don't think it'll be full-time. It'll have to be real special to be full-time, so we'll see. Sounds like you're announcing in a couple of days. <laughs> a couple of days. Whatever you said a little bit ago when there was an announcement coming out. A couple of weeks. <laughs> that ain't mine. I'll wait till after Phoenix and decide what's going on for sure. But, like, it's – I've been doing this a long time, and – I don't know, man. It's going to take a really special scenario, and I think there's one out there, literally one. It'll take a really special scenario that I think I can go win a lot of races. I'll do it. But if not, I'm going I'm to hang up the full-time hat. Did you see somebody tweeted at us this morning and asked if I was going to retire with Clinton, if you were going to go with Bubba? Yeah, she was really <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. I think her name was Megan, actually. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what her name was. I can't remember the name, but they probably blamed me for everything. I mean, when, when Elliot retired, um, I told Clint, I said, man, I'm telling you right now, the only reason I am going to keep spotting anything is because I love you. You're a great friend of mine, and I'm going to finish your career with you. And I've done that. And he was like, oh, you, you need the money, and you need this, you need that. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you, if it weren't for you, I would retire from full-time spotting right now. And, and and obviously I didn't. I finished his career with him, which I would do all over again. If he'd have run another year, I'd have spotted another year. Um, but, man, this takes a toll on you. And, and I've been doing it 20-something years, traveling full-time. It really hit me hard when my mom broke her hip a couple months ago, a couple years ago, rather. And I had to leave her in the hospital having surgery, going into surgery, and I had to go stand on a roof. And I was like, man, I don't know my priorities in the right place here. And so – from that point on, emotionally, like it just has put me to where I'm at. So, uh, I, I I think this morning I had a phone call that if I want to do the Daytona 500, I can do that one, which is the only one I really want to do anyway. If I'm not going to get that one particular well, I got scenario, news. I got bad out. news for you. You're doing at least <laughs> at least six races this right, year. Right. I'm just telling you that right now. I don't know how many you want to do, but you're doing at least six. Well, and, and look, I told Freddie this, you know, unless. If I don't come back full-time, I still want to spot. I still love to compete. I still love racing. I still love NASCAR. Um, but I want, to, I want to do it. I've always done it with my buddies. Like, I've never not spotted for a guy that I don't go have a beer with or have dinner with or that I have feelings and emotions tied to, right? So, um, like, to to show up and just spot for some random dude, it, it'd be weird. It'd take you a little while to get going. So, I, I told Freddie, who obviously I'm friends with Bubba, I was like, hey, if you need a second spotter next year, I might know one that's available, so. I just got to get that first spotter locked down, and then I'll let you know about the second one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be pro-team Denny here, too, uh, potentially, <laughs> as this thing plays out. Then I know he, he must pick in DBC picks then. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Freddie, dude, you're leading now. You're up Congratulations. 12. Well, you know. With 11, nine First person Brett other than TJ. me to, ne- to ever lead this. <laughs> so does, yeah, Brett gets to pick first? I do. I sucked again yesterday. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I God, you guys finished first and second. That's impressive. I think I'd have been first, second, or third right there with you had I been given the opportunity to keep going. But obviously it wasn't meant to be. Oh, let's see. I'll make this quick. Uh, Truex. I'm going to roll with Eric Jones. Let's make it a Gibbs sweep. I'll go Kyle Busch. Ooh. So, you guys, do you guys think a non-playoff guy wins one of these last four? Obviously, eight guys are in a playoff. Yeah, I do. I do. I think so, too. I do. I think there's too many guys. You got Ryan Blaney. You got Kyle Busch. Oh, um, there's some heavy hitters back there, yeah, man. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that could win that aren't in these playoffs. I think, Kyle. obviously, when you put Kyle and Blaney in there already – Blaney was a surprise, you know, exit early there. So, they, and he had a lot of speed yesterday as well. Uh, really fast, super fast. Just caught, you know, he had to do a little um, track position thing there at the end. Had a little older tires, but had he had newer tires, I think he could have raced Chase for the win. Right, right. So, I can't pick Harvick here because I don't think Harvick's going to, I think Harvick is. Gonna be fast, but he's not gonna. Uh, you got to save him for Phoenix if you can. Man. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's just Xfinity Series man. Uh, college Racing back to back wins. Obviously, Freddie was a part of, of 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 the one on Saturday. Man, like it's cool to see a new team come in like that. I mean, it reminds me of you know watching Furniture Row coming to the Cup Series and struggle until they got their feet under them, and then boom, you know, once they got the right guy in the car, Martin Truex, man, they lit the world on fire. And, I mean, that's what college doing. So, I, I like to see teams. I mean, we used to see it all the time, man. Look at Jermaine, you know, running the trucks, and then they grow their program and, and obviously end up in cup. On, a, on the business side, the more owners that we have, and, and, and I mean by owners, the guys that are actually out there racing, the more um, healthy our sport is. Well, and it's cool to see colleague, too, like jump into it and instantaneously be like a professional, like their sponsor activation. They've got uh, new drag all over like I see it now and I never used to see it before now when I'm just driving through the roads and that kind of stuff but they're doing sponsor activations their drivers are like active on social media in good ways doing sponsor activation and I feel like a lot of the like newer teams that come in they don't get the hang of that for a little while they're like okay we're gonna do the finances and the next year we'll tackle our social media presence and then the next year we'll tackle sponsorship activation but like colleagues got it going on man with and Chris Rice is you know, I think you know, Hannah. The good, the good news it. is, when you're when you're Chris Rice, you're able to look at people like Kelly Earnhardt and see what she's built here. Yeah, and you know what that model is worth, and and so I think if you're smart, you try to mirror that model. Right. And, and so he has a marketing lady, he has a PR lady, he has a social media guy, and he has a video guy, uh, and, and that's all they do. And so that's literally is four. LaJoy still doing their videos? He is. Yeah, Casey he's LaJoy, good too. Corey LaJoy's brother does their videos. But you have four guys, four four positions there um, that do four different avenues of marketing. And, and to your point, like, Chris ain't a dumbass. No, you know? yeah. I mean, he, he was smart to do it that way. But, but again, it's modeling after successful companies like what Junior Motorsports has done in Xfinity Series. I mean, four full-time teams, obviously sponsored, attracting young new guys. And Chris knows what he wants out of these guys. And it's for them to get the cup. He knows what his place is. Ross Chastain goes to Cup. Guess what that makes Chris looks like? Great, because he was able to put him there. So it's just like, just like you know, college football. I mean, you're graduating guys to the first round of you know now the same thing. These guys are going to want to go to college because they see Ross moving up. Justin's ready to move up. I don't know if there's a seat for Justin right now, but he's re- he's ready to go too. If there was one, you know. So what 
if you can see your team promoting guys to the next level, people are going to want to get in your equipment. Yeah. I think Haley's another guy like a Cindric. He's had his breakout year. He's won three races. He's in the playoff. He's he's now in the top eight in the playoff. This is valuable experience, man. When you get the cup, you get your butt kicked. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, and I think it's good. I, I look. I don't know what Haley's going to do, but if he's smart, he'll come back and stay right where he's at. Hey, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we love you guys. We love the tweets. We love the feedback. I hope you like my polls. I hope you like. <laughs> Hannah's going to start doing polls. Apparently, um, the first poll is going to be: Do you wear a life vest? So, if you guys are listening and not watching, I'm literally just wearing a North Face vest. I do not have a life vest on. Why is it orange? Okay. <laughs> Screw off. We love you guys. Watch us this week in Kansas. We'll be back next Monday. Bye. What happens when you pull that cord? Does it inflate? <laughs> yeah. Holla. See you guys. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.